Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, Season 4, Episode 7. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Tanya Burke. Tanya is a sought-after expert, speaker, coach, strategist, and author of On the Edge of Greatness, a real conversation on how Black women can take over by powerfully running for office. She's also the co-author of God Doesn't Want You to Be Broke, host of the highly anticipated podcast, Hey Color Girls, You Are the S-H-I-T, Sisterhood of Highly Innovative Trailblazers. Tanya is also an award-winning politician and community leader that has been advocating as early as elementary school. Most commonly known as the political badass, as she educates, empowers, and engages women to run for political office, seek leadership positions in the public and private sectors, and help the leaders of leaders use their inner superhero powers, gifts, and purposes, making their mark in the world, all while still loving the life they live, enjoying their families, and keeping their sanity in the process. Tanya is the founder and CEO of Hidden Gems Enterprise, a boutique leadership coaching, political consulting, and strategy firm. She has been featured in The Atlantic, Black Voice News, Press Enterprise, Precedent Reporter, Noteworthy and Brevity. She has appeared as a panel expert with former Secretary of State and Senator Hillary Clinton and Congresswoman Maxine Waters a commentator on Canadian television, CTV, a special guest on Message to the Masses with Tessa, and Charter Local Edition. Tanya received her BA in psychology from the University of California, Santa Cruz, her MA in clinical psychology from Pepperdine University. Tanya resides in Paris, California with her husband and three children. You can find out more about Tanya at www.tanyaburke.org. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Tanya Burke. Okay, so Tanya, welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I read your bio and I want to say kudos to you for being an award-winning politician, a community leader, and a soon-to-be author. So that's awesome. Well, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So are you ready to talk about leadership? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Tanya? Oh, most definitely. I definitely learned that through the process of being in politics. There's a the little politician in every person and there's a, a leader in every, especially every woman, because just about every woman I know 
is leading their household, leading their churches, leading in the, on the school grounds, just leading in every aspect of their lives. But they often don't realize that they are those leaders out in their communities. Okay, thanks for that. Yeah, you did make a you made a great point in reference to women being leaders but not realizing it. That's something that I'm starting to become more and more aware of. Not only not realizing it, but not being looked at as one as well. So Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So Tanya, can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you come to this realization? You know, To be honest with you, I hadn't really saw myself or even, you know, thought of myself or looked at myself as a leader until the fact that I was running for public office. It was during the time where I made an announcement to my family that I was going to run for city council in the city of Paris. And it was my dad that said, you know, we were wondering and, you know, we were waiting and seeing and wondering what took you so long. And so I was like, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, we always thought you'd be attorney or a politician. And so to myself, I was like, well, what do you mean by that? Because people are always saying something negative about attorneys and politicians. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, you know, please expand on that. My dad said, Since you were a little girl, you have been leading. He was like, you were leading on the playground. We watched you organize students, you know, and rallying against the school about taking away a recess. You know, he said, we've been watching you over the years leading and helping others, you know, leading them to where they needed to be. He says, so it was, this is a natural fit. And so it was at that point where for my dad, you know, referred to me as a leader. It was at that point where I was like, I guess I have been a leader because all those years I was just, you know, a woman getting stuff done. You know, I was just a, a young girl getting stuff done. I was just someone that was I looked at myself as doing what I was supposed to do because I live by the creed that you're, you know, you're put on this planet. God has you here to serve others. So I was just looking at the, in the fact that I was serving in a capacity to make sure other people's lives are better. So I hadn't ever thought about the fact that, oh, I am a leader, you know, actually putting that title. Okay. Thank you for that. Yes. And I can agree with you as far as I think for a lot of women, we don't realize it or we don't put that title on it. I know for me personally, when I actually realized I was a leader, I saw my little sisters making some of the same mistakes or repeating some of the not so positive behaviors. That's what got my attention. And at that time, I called it a role model. Like I said, well, I'm a role model. But then it's still to me, I still didn't put that leadership with it. It took a while later for the leadership to come, but I love, love, love how our parents, our grandparents, our caregivers see things in us that we don't know, you know, and I I like how they kind of maybe want to sit back and don't want to take over. So want to let us come into our own lane and figure things out for ourselves. But I think it's amazing how usually we go or we fall into the line of what the people that 
groom us or that raise us see us being I remember my grandmother saying you should be a teacher she said she said because I like to boss people around but whole <laughs> 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 yeah. fast forward and now I'm in training you know and yes. I used to do teaching for nonprofits where I did teach children so I've taught both adults and children so it's just so amazing to me how we exhibit these skills and these qualities at a young age and then have to grow into ourselves to actually bring them to fulfillment. Yes, yes, yes. And then, you know, it's just important as a parent to even recognize those things that you see in your children, especially our young girls, our young, uh, young ladies, because they need to hear those positive things and they need to know themselves that, yes, you are a leader. Yes, you have those qualities. Yes, you are dynamic and you can change the world if you choose to. Yes, thank you. I do agree. Okay, so in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Tanya, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? My code of leadership is I live by the creed of it ain't about you. You know, it's just not about you. Everything that I strive to do is about not only uplifting and pushing myself, but also uplifting and pushing other people. And so I think with good leadership, you have to be mindful and aware of that. And especially nowadays where we have mm-hmm. have kind of moved into an egotistical driven, you know, leaders mm-hmm. that are in our society that we see on a regular, that people have to realize and be grounded in the fact that the only way you can lead is the fact that there's others. So you have to always keep in mind and make sure that you keep that in the forefront front so you don't get lost in the sauce and, you know, get that egotistical attitude in regards to the people who you are leading. Okay. And I heard you say two things that stood out to me, which is it's not all about you and don't be egotistical. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Those are definitely codes of leadership. Okay, so I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. But Tanya, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? Oh, I mean, it's inevitable. I mean, there isn't a great leader that's out there that hasn't had, I call them a learn. You know, I don't call them a loss. I don't call them a fail. I call them a learn. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, as a leader, if you're not out there learning, then you're really not out there leading. Mm. You know, you're taking an approach to where you're tiptoeing around something and you're not truly getting the full gamut of being a dynamic leader because all great leaders have those moments where they're learning, you know, and it's what you do with that that experience is what's important because if you fall, you get back up. You know, if they say you fall 99 times, you get up a hundred. And like I said, that's the part of the learning process. That's what makes you greater at what you do by going through that. You know, you, you, you go, you fail, you turn around, you learn from the fail and you get right back up and you get back at it again. 
Okay, thanks for that. I love that. And I agree with you 100%. And I'll just pull a quote out of what you said that I that really stood out to me. You said, if you're not out there learning, then you're not out there leading. So thank you for that. I think that was really straight to the point. We have to get out there and lead and sometimes make the mistakes or quote unquote failure so that we can do better and reach a higher mark. So thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay, so Tanya, can you share one time you failed as a leader and tell us what you learned from the experience that helped you to become a better leader? Uh, Sure. You know, a few years ago, personally, I ran for public office. I ran for the position of mayor in my city, and I did not win the seat. And I didn't win the seat. There were a lot of things that I did in my campaign that just wasn't the best. And I wasn't at my optimal best at the time either. But it actually was the best thing that ever happened to me. It was the best thing that ever happened to me because I don't think I would be on this podcast with you today if I hadn't gone through that experience. That experience woke me up about myself. That experience allowed me to go deeper and dig deeper into myself and learn more about myself. That experience allowed me to love on me a little bit more than I was loving on me beforehand. And so with that experience, it awakened a totally, not something that wasn't already there. It just woke up Tanya. And so since that experience, since not winning, since failing, as people would call it, to me, it wasn't a failure. It was a major win because I totally got to win my true life back and have been able to successfully do so many other things and bring so many other people along for that ride. So that was just one of my experiences that I think it was a major, like I said, it, and it, you know, and it's hard sometimes when people have these so-called failures publicly and be able to bounce back from it. But, you know, I did it, bounced back from it, and have been, you know, have had a greater life and greater experience as a result of it. Okay, thanks for that. I love what you said. So I heard negative experiences can often bring out the best in us. Yes, ma'am. And I love how you said you won your life back. That actually reminded me of I got divorced last year, right? But Mm -hmm. through this divorce, I feel like I got my life back. Like I actually, it was something negative initially that, you know, wasn't on the books or in the plans, but actually because of it, so many things positively has happened in my life where I was able to see myself and just take an assessment of how I could do better and be better. So it ended up helping me be a better person. So that is amazing. And I do agree that a negative situation can yield positive results. So thank you. Yes, it was an experience that didn't go in vain. So yes, yes. Okay. So Tanya, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? You know, just based on being an entrepreneur myself and just seeing all these dynamic women that I've had around me mentoring and just in general and being in the workforce you know, development field and especially even in politics and it has been definitely much harder for women. 
to make their mark and get their foot in some of these doors than I have seen a lot of my male counterparts. It's unfortunate that we're in 2019 and it's still that way. But I think so many women make it look easier than what it truly is because women have just this trait of resiliency that I haven't seen in men like I've seen in women. And I'm not knocking the fellas. I'm not knocking the fellas at all. You know, I'm a mother to one and I'm a wife to one and I'm not knocking the fellas. But, you know, women face so much more adversity. Women are questioned by so many things, you know, things such as natural things that we should, you know, want to endure in like motherhood, you know, all those things come into question when a woman decides that she wants to step up and lead or a woman decides that she wants to be in this, you know, field and being an entrepreneur that a lot of men don't have to speak on, answer to, or even bat their eyes at. So yes, it's definitely, I think the path is a little bit more obscure for women, but women just naturally, how we operate, we kick down those doors. We totally kick down those doors and we make it happen. Okay, thank you for that. And I do agree, we kick down those doors and we make it happen. And I do agree with you that traditionally, the way the world is set up, it is harder for women, but we make it look easy. We make it look easy and we deal with a lot of things that men don't have to deal with. And yes, us women are resilient. So thank you. Thank you for that. Okay, so productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Tanya, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? I believe the number one tip that I can give to, you know, all of the listeners and and everyone out there, the number one and every woman I come across, you know, the number one tip that I can give. You can have all of the technology, you can have all of these different automated systems and funnels and, you know, clicks and snips and all these different things that they have out there available to you, which is helpful. But if you aren't resting your soul, if you're not resting your body, mm. you, you are not going to be good to anyone, including yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, the number one thing that I can recommend for someone that's an entrepreneur, that someone is a leader, that someone is just running things, is to take rest and take care of themselves and, and really start to put themselves before everything else because so many of us are we're hitting the ground running and it happens so fast and we're doing so much that before you know it we forgot that we were even running and so and we wear ourselves down so rest and taking care of yourself and making sure that you take the time to do you That's my number one tip. 
Okay, thanks for that. Yes, and I do agree with you. We cannot pour from an empty cup. So we must take the time to take care of ourselves. That is so amazing. I was just on a webinar last night that talked about the importance of rest and recovery. And they actually directly translated it over to emotional health. So to be emotionally healthy, we need rest and recovery. We need to give our spirit, our body, our soul the time to rest and recover so that we can be the whole person to show up everywhere we need to the way we're supposed to. So thank you for that. Yeah, you know, it's very, very important. It's so important so that I saw it, you know, I'm seeing it so much with a lot of the women that I'm working with that I even have decided I've created and I haven't officially announced it. So you're the first person to hear about it. But I have officially, I am creating a mastermind group for women leaders, the leaders of leaders, where they do just that, take care of themselves. They're kind of forced to start to take care of themselves, to travel. We'll be traveling around the world. We have this sacred space for us to come to together and love on each other and uplift each other to take better care of each other. So, you know, because that's very important to me because I'm seeing a lot of women around me who are dealing with health issues as a result of them out there, you know, making it better for others and kicking down those doors. Mm, Nice. I like that. Awesome. And much needed. Yes. Okay, so Tanya, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway you learned? I have totally been blessed to have so many great other leaders who have come and take me in, have nurtured and mentored me and guide me and just massage, you know, the awakening of me and my leadership and the things that I have been striving to do. And not everybody has that, you know, and I have been totally blessed in being able to have a network of people who saw the greatness in me that I necessarily didn't see in myself and have, you know, 100% been behind me in making sure that I achieve my goals and reach the success. And I, you know, and I can say that it was a blessing that they got placed into my life. And I don't think that I would be doing the things that I'm doing today if I didn't have that support network. Okay. Thank you. Yes, I do agree that having a great support system and having people to pour into you is indeed a blessing. And like you said, it's nothing to be taken lightly because everyone doesn't have that. So when you do have that, you should appreciate it and welcome it and be grateful because it does make a huge difference in your life. So thank you so much for that. And good for you for having that. Okay. So Tanya, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? The best advice that I've received is, and advice I would give is to lift as you climb. There is enough out there for all of us. You know, so many people are, you know, going out in the direction of 
entrepreneurship, which is terrific, which is great. So, you know, it's, it's getting more competitive every day as we are, you know, seeing folks out there starting their own businesses, which I am ecstatic about. But it's enough out there for everyone. And it's so important that you not be a resource hogger. That's one thing I just cannot stand is when people have resources and they have those gems where they can pass on to others, but they aren't doing that out of fear of not being able to, you know, get ahead themselves. So it's important to lift as you climb, to reach back as you're climbing up the ladder of success, to remember, you know, and look back and make sure you create a platform for others to do the same. Okay. Thank you. I love that. Lift as you climb. And that actually reminds me of the quote that I say with this podcast, which is be empowered and empower on, right? Because it's great to build yourself up, but what are you doing with what you have? What about the next generation? What about your legacy? Exactly. And I'm really big on, I push all the time being legacy driven in everything that you do. Yes, yes. And I love you talked about basically like having an abundance mindset, like a lot of people feel if they give something away, it's going to take away from them when in actuality, it actually can attract more things to you. The more you give, the more you receive. So why not help make this world better by giving and then getting and then giving and then getting and and just uh, making a rhythm out of it. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. So you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? I feel terrific. I feel great. Good, good. Well, Tanya, I want to thank you again for being our guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our audience your contact information or mention any events, products, services, or ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Yes, I can be reached at www.tanyaburke.org. And I'm on every social media platform. If you look for Tanya Burke, you will find me, T-O-N-Y-A-B-U-R-K-E. As I mentioned before, this July, I will be kicking off my new mastermind program for those leaders of leaders who want to, you know, run the world, love on themselves and their families all while keeping their sanity intact. I have the perfect mastermind group for you. Okay. Thank you, Tanya. We appreciate your insight today. Thank you. I appreciate being invited. You're welcome. enjoyed this interview with Tanya, and I hope you did as well. I agree with Tanya's viewpoint on the importance of not being an egotistical leader, as we need to understand that we are leading for ourselves as well as for others. According to Tanya, we need to realize and be grounded in the fact that it's not all about us and work toward the greater good for those around us. Successful leaders do not only uplift themselves, they also uplift and push other people. In an effort to not be a resource hogger, as Tanya stated, we should aim to create a platform for others to elevate themselves also. 
A quote by Jack Welch reads, before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. I admire Tanya's ability to bounce back from her public failure and use the lessons she learned to show up better and stronger. Tanya could easily have chosen to retreat and let this experience defeat and deflate her, but she did not. For Tanya, this failure was the best thing that happened to her because it woke her up. As a result, she was able to learn about herself, dig deeper within herself, and love herself more. Sounds like a win in my book. As Tanya mentioned, negative situations can yield positive results if we do not allow our experiences to go in vain. This reminds me of the season four, episode one interview with Shaneri Sam entitled, Experiences Make You Stronger, as they most definitely do. I can relate to Tanya's belief that women do not often realize their leadership skills and are not always recognized for them, as I believe the same. Through the years, we have been leading in our households, churches, and the school systems, just to name a few. Yet, we do not always recognize or get credit for our leadership contributions. Tanya did not see her leadership abilities when her father did. And similarly, I did not see my leadership abilities growing up, yet my great-grandmother and grandfather did. Only after stepping up and putting herself out there to run for public office did Tanya see herself as a leader. Likewise, I did not see myself as a leader until I began creating She Leads Podcast and Nicole Walker Network. I love when everything falls together and we find ourselves exactly where we are supposed to be, even if we did not initially have the mindset or the vision. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Tanya mentioned the necessity of resting our bodies and souls in an effort to be the best leaders we can be. As Tanya mentioned, if we are not good personally, we cannot show up the way we want for others. We have to be mindful not to wear ourselves down and take proper care of ourselves if we want to lead effectively. I will make it my business to practice self-care more often and ensure proper rest and rejuvenation as a part of my regime. Considering that I aim to help others be better and do better, it is imperative that I am whole before I can give myself fully to this cause. A quote by Ovid reads, take a rest. A field that has rested gives a beautiful crop. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. My leadership challenge for you would be to think about the one thing you can take away from this episode and adopt into your life. I know it's hard to absorb too much information at one time, and it's even harder to try to implement too many changes at once. When I attend a training or listen to podcasts, I aim to walk away with at least one thing that stuck out to me and one way that I can change as a result. I challenge you to do the same. If you decide to take me up on my challenge, I would love to know about your key takeaway. If you care to share, please go to the She Leads podcast discussion group on Facebook and leave your comment under the Takeaway Thursday post 
for season four, episode seven. Don't forget to subscribe to She Leads Podcast for first access to future episodes. And also like and share this episode of She Leads Podcast entitled Lift As You Climb with Tanya Burke. Thanks. And until next time, be empowered and empower on.